This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast, the COVID-19 edition number one. I am your co-host, Jenna Morton of Pickle Planet. And I'm Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub. (laughs) Yes, and we are, for the first time in a very, very long time, not sitting shoulder to shoulder while we do this. This is kind of weird, actually, but we are doing really good with our social distancing. We're like, what, 20 kilometers away from each other at the moment, so we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yeah, I think that meets the two-meter requirement right now. (laughs) So far, so good. By the time this comes out on Friday, it might be a 20-kilometer distance. We'll have to wait and see. Yep, yeah, Yeah, whatever it is, I I think we're good. I think we're nailing it this time. Absolutely. We'll still uh, we still have a video up for you guys. It just will be a little bit different because uh, we are doing a video chat. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, which is one of the nice things about this situation so far is that we are in a time period where we have so much technology that we can still do video chats and FaceTime and have this social interaction that's still distant. There are uh, groups in you know Italy and, and Ireland and whatever yesterday that spent St. Patrick's Day on group video chats celebrating St. Patrick's Day together, which I just yeah. think is the coolest thing ever. Like then you, at least you're not drinking alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had we had a little like WhatsApp mini group going on with friends of ours that we used to hang around with. They were people that we would have spent yesterday with because they're like all over the country now. Yeah. But it was really kind of fun. And then. You know, we tuned in with uh, 133,000 of our friends to watch the Dropkick Murphys last us too. night. Yeah, so. us too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. I was. I have to say, it was kind of fascinating watching the numbers on those different things. So, I, and I saw at the same time, I had six different live shows happening in my Facebook scroll wow. without going very far of different concerts and different things that people were doing last night. And I'm sure it's going to be the same for a while mm-hmm. that there's going to be all this stuff that you could take in that it's, it was almost to the point where I was like overwhelming because you couldn't take it all in at the same time, but watching the numbers climb on different things as someone who often does Facebook lives, yes, <laughs> it was yes. very neat to watch. And uh, the first time I, first time I tuned into the dropkick Murphy's, they were at, I think 82 K. And then, you know, we did some bedtime stuff and went back to it. And it was 133. Wow, that's, that, that's some reach. They, they had some serious reach going on last night. Well, and I mean, and that's the number of devices. Think of how many people, like, there were times when there was five of us. And the kids were asking, they are like, well, does that number mean how many? Like, Roy's like, if I leave the room, will that number change? Like, no, it's, it's, the, it's by <laughs> device. They don't, they don't actually track how many of us are. They might. But yeah. <laughs> the number, it doesn't tell you how many of us are sitting here watching it together. And you know what I loved about that is I've always wanted to see the Dropkick Murphys live. So that is probably as close as I'm going to get. So it was a total (laughs) bucket list item. And I like, you got to thank them for that. And other celebs too, like uh, John Legend has said he's going to start doing free concerts from his house too. So, I mean, why not? Coldplay was another one that was going on last night. It was a Coldplay one. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there was a lot of uh, friends of mine from home were doing a St. Patrick's Day show that I was able to tune into. They had... You know, not uh, not quite the reach of the Murphys, but you know, they had about uh, they they got up to about a thousand at one point while I was watching, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. Most of Cape Breton listening in, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, it's, it's not that hard to get us all to to join in on something when you put the word out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, besides that, what have you been doing to uh, keep you and the kids entertained? 
So most people listening to this probably know about Pickle Planet Fun Week. So last week when we knew this was coming, I was like, you know what? I need to find a way to kind of help us all transition into this new reality that's not too scary for the kids or the parents and give us something that will remind us that we are all in this together. So last week I slapped up Pickle Planet Fun Week, which was a theme for each day this week. So no matter what you're doing, let's have Monday was crazy hair day. And so many people sent pictures <laughs> and shared pictures and your kids were hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we prepped, we spent the weekend yeah. prepping for Pickle Planet Fun Week. Oh my goodness. So many people did. And it honestly, it has made me feel so much better about this week because I will be very honest. Yesterday was not a good day in my headspace and being able to go on and see that people were tuning in. We're, we're doing pickle planet fun week for exactly the reason I set it up for and that I was the one that needed it Mm -hmm. yesterday. And I know that there'll be other days that other people need to see that we are not in this alone. There's still fun to be had. And sometimes it's as simple as declaring it officially a PJ day. That's what today is. Although I did, I have to say today, I I went and put my shirt on to record this because I know people are going to watch it on Friday and be like, why is she wearing bunny pajamas? (laughs) Yeah. If you could see the lower half of me, I am also in pajama pants. (laughs) You know, I I still have my pajama pants on, but I, you may have seen a photo of me earlier today and I'll probably have to now add it to this post or something of me and my full bunny onesie jammies so nice and because because honestly you know most days are going to be pj days in this house but yeah so so yeah pick a planet fun week has definitely been part of what we've been doing Mm -hmm. and what we've been doing has been having a bit of a schedule to our day and so i know so many people had very serious schedules so many people had very funny schedules Mm -hmm. about what they were going to do how they were going to you know mix up their time um what's working for us is each night I'm writing out kind of a one page of the things that we could do the next day and having it on the table when the kids come down because our kids tend to wake up before I do anyway Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and they can all read so having that list helps them know oh okay these are the dozen different things we might do today and it gives just enough structure that we have options so we're not sitting there going, I'm bored. Yeah, and, but it's not like a, oh, from 9.30 to 10.30, we're going to sit and do math worksheets because that doesn't work for us. I think there are some people that works for and that's what they need to do right now. And you know what? If that works for your family and that's what helps you have that sense of calm because you have a detailed schedule, detail it to the minute if that's what helps. Go for it. And if what helps you is to say, yeah, we're turning the TV on and it's never going off because we're going to watch Disney movies all day, then do it. And I think the biggest thing that especially those moms of us who are online still need to remember is that it's very, very easy to judge ourselves against what we see someone else doing. And not that the other mom or dad or whoever might be judging us. It's all in our own head right? We're judging ourselves against what we perceive to be, you know, our potential. And that I think is the really, the really tricky part that we all need to work on while we're stuck in this situation is that whatever is working for you, that's working for you. Go for it. As long as everyone in your little world is good with what's happening, 
then that's fine. You do not have to live up to anyone's expectations because you know what? No one knows the best way through all this. This, this has not happened in our lifetime. There, there is no playbook that we can look back on and go, oh, yes. Well, yes, obviously having structured worksheets was the perfect approach at this time. No. Who no. knows that? No. <laughs> I, I do worksheets with the kids because it gives us something to do, not because I feel like I need to be teaching them right now. Because I think that's the other thing that I've seen a lot of people worry about right now is this idea of like, oh, well, my, my child was already behind in reading or behind in math, and how are they going to catch up? There's no catching up. We are all in this. Everyone is out of school. Everyone is going to be out of school for a similar amount of time. We don't know what exactly that looks like, but whatever it is, we are all in this together and not just like us in our school or us in our school district. This is nation international wide. Mm -hmm. Everyone is going to be cognizant of this weird blip in our timeline. And so I think those parents who are worried like, oh, I see other people doing worksheets and I need to do worksheets to help my kid. No, you don't. You can do them if it helps you to pass the time, if it helps you to help your kid feel that sense of normalcy because they'd normally be going to school. But you know what? We're all in the same level playing field in terms of getting ourselves out of this. My thought with that when I realized the first two week thing is Erin, my youngest, is so close to reading. I know her and I know the way that she thinks and two weeks will set her back dramatically. So uh, two weeks of doing nothing, I should say, right? So I did go out and get them like dollar store workbooks and stuff. But uh, the same thing, a lot of people on my newsfeed are teachers. So they're home with their kids and they're teaching their kids as per their grade level. And I like, can you come over here and teach my kids too? And I'm almost like calling up her kindergarten teacher and being like, hey. Yeah, I've, <laughs> if seen you're few, not, I've seen a few yeah. folks doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you can come out to the house and continue to teach her? But I'm, I'm not going to force her and I can't, neither one of my kids listen to me when I try to teach them anything anyway. And I, I don't think I'm alone on that. It gets, I get really super frustrated when I'm trying to teach them. So I got them these workbooks for silent time, kind of more so for me, right? Like here, now you sit at the table and you work on these books and mommy's going to like, you know, get supper ready or something. Cause you've already watched 10 hours of TV today. I can't allow any more. It's just not, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the other part too, that I think some of us are going to struggle with is when we do see people sharing on social media of, you know, cause I've, I've shared pictures of our kids sitting there doing the worksheets. So yeah, that was, you know, 15 minutes of our day. Yes. This was not all morning because that does not interest my kid. Some kids will sit there quietly and do worksheets for a long period of time while, you know, mom or dad can get some work done. I envy you because that is not my reality. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard for me to try to figure out, you know, on the, on the other side of the conversation as someone who works from home and who works in a creative field where I need space to think. Mm -hmm. That is very difficult right now. Like if I just had to be, well, that, that doesn't sound right, but if I just had to be, but if I had to be on conference calls with team members and I had, you know, facts and figures I was working with or something more concrete, I think I would have a much easier time to figure out how I could work from home in this situation than I'm currently having. I'm having a lot of trouble 
making the space to be creative in what I do when everyone is at home in my house. And so I'm trying to be very, I'm trying to give myself a lot of grace. I'm yes. kind of tired of that phrase. <laughs> I only need to do the things that are going to bring value to my family right now. And me freaking out about trying to do certain things is not bringing value. And so I'm, I'm trying to just ease off and, and, you know, see how things go. I think too, with you and I being people that work from home, I know I've got this comment a couple of times over the past week. Well, at least you already worked from home. Yeah. I work here and mm-hmm. I worked yeah, my while kids they were go to at school. school. Yeah. 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 So now that they're home, it's trying to find the structure between when I can hide myself down in the studio and I can plop them in front of screens so I can get some work done. Because, yeah, I still have to work. I still do the morning show live from here every morning. And they're in and out of the door every morning, which they would be on a school day anyway. But it's trying to balance the work life, trying to make things still happen while still enjoying time home with your kids. Yeah, it, it's very tricky. It's, there, there are a lot of people who for years have worked from home with their kids at home. And yes, they have strategies and routines in place that are probably still working for them. But yeah, you and I, we work from home when our kids are out of the house. Mm -hmm. And to just switch, and I know like for me, with our family schedule, I can't just be like, okay, well, you know, at four o'clock when my husband would normally get home, he can, because he's working from home now too, thankfully, Mm -hmm. but it's not just some handoff. I can't just disappear at four o'clock and do a couple hours of work because that's exactly the time of day when my kids expect me Yes. because that's what they're used to. And it's the kind of work I do. I can't do it then. And I am not a morning person. I am not one of these get up at 5am and do things before the kids get up because a I'm a night owl and B my children get up ridiculously early. I was just going to say, cause they're <laughs> so already up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not happening here. The thing is, right. Like it's not just me that's trying to figure this out. I know that everyone is trying to figure out and that we are incredibly lucky in that, you know, we have jobs that are flexible at least yes. to some degree. And, yeah. you know, I'm very lucky that my husband's office, you know, his company was very proactive and they were like, Friday, like as soon as we knew schools were out, they were being told, you don't need to come back to this office. We don't want you to come back. You're going to work from home. We are distancing. We are doing everything that we should be. And a lot of people are still up in so much turmoil about what's going to happen with their jobs. And some people are, you know, being laid off and other people are having to go to work when they feel it's not safe. And so I know that we are extremely privileged to be having the issues we even are having. Yes, exactly. Another thing too, majority of parents, I'm sure like, yeah, we're all complaining on social media about like how exhausting it is to have it, but I'm so happy my kids are home right now. Like I can't, I can't express that enough. I may not be putting it out there. The fact that I'm happy that they're home, uh, but trust me, I would want them nowhere, but where they are right now as crazy as we're all going. And I swear to you, if the liquor stores close, I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Yeah, we are, we're the type of people who tend to uh, make our own wine oh. and have like, you know, boxes. Yeah, except we were at the end of our cycle and we hadn't no. made more yet. I'm like, Liam, if you're listening, if I come in, how soon will it be ready? Will I actually be able to come pick it up? <laughs> just leave it on the step. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We can do the distance thing. It's just yeah. one of the like, 
I'm like, hmm, yeah, I think it's going to take too long. <laughs> but it's true. Like there's, it's such a tricky balance to try to figure that out too. And I mean, we joke about it in terms of alcohol yes. because we both enjoy a social drink, but you know, there's a lot of necessities that people do need that they're really worried about. And I know, you know, this week has been extremely hard for a lot of people because they base their budgets, their family budgets around the child benefit that comes out. And yeah. that's coming out in the middle of this first week where everything is in such flux and people really don't know what's happening. We don't know what the government's going to be able to do to help with things. And, you know, I, I feel so, so empathetic for those parents who are really, really worried about, you know, where the next payment is going to come from. And when this one comes, if everything that they need is still going to be there, because you know, that's the other thing, like both of us, we are out of that phase of formula and diapers and and all those kind of things that, you know, you really do need. And so, yeah, it's, it's a scary time for people. I've seen a few people worried about that. Like they're not worried that the money is not going to be there. It's what's going to be left on the shelves at that time when they have the money, right? Like they're, they're usually planned out very well and things are all up in the air right now. And that's, again, that's one of the times I'm like, wow, you know, we are still in such a place of privilege, you and I, mm-hmm. at, at this point in this conversation, it's, it, it's really tricky. And so uh, the, the other thing around that, that I want to touch on, and in terms of, you know, people being worried about supplies or wondering how they can help and all the kind of things that can be very good about social media. That's also a place where we need to be so careful right now. And, you know, if, if you know me personally, or you've seen someone share what I put out on Facebook on my personal page the mm-hmm. other day, because also you'll note that there's not a whole lot going out on Pickle Planet. Uh, and I made a very conscious decision and told people last weekend why I was doing that. And it's because there's so much digital noise out there right now. And this is a time when we really need facts. We need to know the source of things. And I'm seeing people who are sharing, even people who are sharing good, relevant information. And I see them sharing it as a screenshot and a screenshot of someone who wrote something with like exclamation points all over it. And even though I've looked at the news source and I know what they're sharing is valid. And I know that they're sharing it because they want to get good information out there. Like when, you know, there's a flight that's been identified as having someone who was on it. My who thoughts has exactly. now yeah. <laughs> tested or ha- is showing symptoms. <sighs> yes, we want people to have that information, but we need to be so careful. If you screenshot someone's comment, there's no way to know what the source of that is. And it's so easy for anyone to write anything. And then I've seen other people sharing things that come from something that looks like a news site. But it took me two clicks to go, oh my goodness. No, this is a blog that someone put up that they've made look like a news site. And they're not, they're not necessarily doing it for some fear-mongering reason, but it's not news. And what was there wasn't accurate. And it was easy to, to try to figure that out because they didn't have any source links. And anyone who's followed Pinterest for a long time will know. I tell people again and again, go to the source link. I, I'm the first point of contact when I do a roundup, check the source links mm-hmm. because you never know what's going to change between the time I gather the information and the time you look at it. And so I think that's, that's so much more important right now 
that people really remember to look and to decide and figure out what is a news source and what is the source of information. Those are two different things. There are some sources of information that are valid and proper to share at this time, like CDC and WHO and government and you know scientific journals and things like that. There will be people that you trust who are sharing information that you know is good information. And perhaps they've shared it in a way that you feel like you need to screenshot it because it's a, you know, they've got privacy settings or whatever. But if you know that it's something that's in the news that's true, put the link with it mm-hmm. when you share it. If you really feel that you need to put that information out there, because it's going to be so, so easy for bad information to flow right now. And we're even seeing, and maybe by the time people hear this and listen to this, things will have worked themselves out. But I know over the past couple, you know, 12 hours at least, if not 24 hours, Facebook has been so overwhelmed with people sharing accurate, valid information. It's flagging a bunch of it as spam. And so I've seen people who I know are medical officers of health having their posts flagged by Facebook because it's the same CDC article that's been shared 50 million times now. And it's not spam. And they're not sharing it for any spammy reason, but the algorithm can't catch up to what we're doing right now. There's so much out there and there's so much of it we don't need to reshare. And it's important to note too, that if you read something on someone's Facebook and you think it's important enough to share it, then it should be important enough for you to go in and read the entire article and not just the screenshot, which, cause we all know headlines are created to grab people's attention and they don't necessarily tell the entire story. Usually they don't tell any of the story. So it is very important for you to also be doing the research because if you're going crazy in your head like right now, like we all are, then getting the facts and getting like up to the minute real facts it's important enough for you to be opening the link and actually reading the article. Yeah. And again, I I really, really want to urge people to think twice before they hit share Mm -hmm. because there's so much that's being shared. And then what's going to happen is that real things that should come through are going to get buried because we're sharing so much stuff. And, and I know, and it's, it's a lot of fun to share, you know, the memes and the funny stuff too. And, you know, maybe think about sharing them, as a message with a a laughy face emoji rather than just sharing it on your feed Mm -hmm. because some people, some people don't know the difference. And I think, you know, it's something that we've talked about in the past in terms of teaching our kids. And we've touched on the fact that there's kind of this whole generation that, that didn't grow up being taught how to properly find information and share information. And I think we're really seeing how powerful that is now. And we really need to, to pay some attention to that. Yeah, especially if you have kids that are old enough to be scrolling through social media as well. Uh, Right now is a really good chance to teach them, you know, what not necessarily fear mongering is, but what it means to correctly gather information. And I know for you and I, having journalist backgrounds, it's easier said than done for a lot of people, but, but it really is worth your time and your sanity to do it properly. Yes. And I think sometimes too, we forget that while our kids might not be scrolling, sometimes they're looking over our shoulder as we are. Mm-hmm. And so things that we even just quickly looking at know, oh, that one was a joke. You know, that came from the manatee or Beaverton or, you know, like those things 
don't necessarily filter through to our kids if they happen to be looking over our shoulder and to be very conscious of that as well. Yeah, and I don't know how your kids are handling the whole situation. My five-year-old, obviously, she's oblivious, but my seven-year-old, almost eight-year-old, she is not handling this situation very well. She's being very overwhelmed, uh, but she had an authoritative figure tell her in the very beginning of it all that everybody that gets the virus dies. That's what's stuck in her head. And I mean, it was a simple mistake. It was, you know, anyway, it happened. And, and I've been trying to like spitball her back out of that ever since. Uh, but it's been very hard because she's just like right at that age where she's realizing, you know, mortality and all of that stuff. So it's, it's been really difficult for her. And if someone comes in and is talking about it, like Jason and I will not talk about it in front of her. We won't put the news on in front of her. But my father-in-law popped in the other day and she goes, listen, pops, if you're going to talk about that virus, leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> she's gotten to that point though where she can at least do that part because that that is that's so important and so for us we do tend to listen to the news with the kids in the room we know that they pick up on some of it and so we've had some conversations around it but thankfully none of ours have voice concerns quite like that they haven't taken it in that sense they they get that there is a mortality rate but that it's not everyone but it, there have been moments especially early on when because of my journalism background I, I, I'm used to being in a newsroom 24 yes. 7 with you know three different you know networks on to get all the information and that's what helps me is to watch the press conferences and to mm -hmm. get all that and I was listening to them one day and one of the boys turn that off like <laughs> you've heard enough you're yep. right there's yep. no reason for me to listen to this part openly in the room I need to either put the headphones on or I need to go somewhere else so we're trying to find this right balance with ours because it is a great learning opportunity for kids who are mm -hmm. open and comfortable with having some grasp of the news to talk about things. But there's also, there, I mean, there's some fantastic resources that are out there now, you know, how to talk to your kids about this and what to tell them and what not to tell them and what is age appropriate. And I find all of that tricky because I think it is very child specific not even just household specific it's going to be child specific but one thing that i will tell people about that i thought was really fantastic and if you have a child who's looking for an authority figure and is looking for information uh in norway they did a press conference for kids yeah i saw that have How you seen cool that, one? Is that yes what a yeah. great idea great idea yeah so that's one that if you're looking for some information that's factual and kind of newsy, but still at that age appropriate level, but is coming from an authority figure, not just maybe from another kid. Cause there's some really cool kids news sites out there too, mm -hmm. um, which have adults helping them. So it's, you know, there's good information there, but yeah, that was, a, that was a really neat one to see. And that was something different that I thought was, was really quite, quite good. And, uh, and that's the thing we have to think about those different groups of people that need information differently right now i am not one to share stuff like this on my facebook feed like not my personal one but my like tosh taylor page um uh, just because i don't ever want to get caught in the in the crossfire of like oh that's old news or you know that that's not correct or whatever so i just try not to share any facts like that but if you want to know what's open and what's closed i can help you with that <laughs> <laughs> but and i think that's important too is that you know for people who do have a trusted voice like you and i and who make you know, very judgment value calls on what we would share, even what we would share one day to the next would change so much that yeah. it's not that things 
that we shared something inaccurate, but I've watched people that I know and respect as medical professionals. As more and more information has come out, I've seen their approach change Mm -hmm. to what they believe about the situation. You know, even someone who shared true information at one point in time, it doesn't mean that that information is still accurate at any other point in time in this whole scenario. Yeah, because things are changing that fast, and the, I think that's part of why I feel so strongly about people not oversharing the things that are coming out. Because a lot of people now are basing, you know, what they where they get their news from, you know, their Facebook feed. And if you haven't paid attention, Facebook doesn't always show you everything chronologically. Yeah, not in <laughs> the so slightest. Someone, yeah, no. So, so something that was shared yesterday could still be showing up. There's a lot of onus on all of us to pay attention to what we share and to pay attention to things like that. Like not just the source, but when it was shared. Before this happened, we saw that all the time. Someone would share, you know, a story that was, oh my God, did you hear that this happened? And how could this be? And then you look at it, it was like, oh yeah, that happened four years ago. Like, yes, yes. it's a new source. But in this situation, things that are 24 hours old could no longer be the current situation. So it's really the onus, like you said, it's on us to be very careful about where things are coming from. Before we wrap up today, do remember that you're not somebody else's parent, that you shouldn't be judging yourself against other people. Don't forget that most people put on a front for social media. So, you know, these, these people that you're comparing yourself to could potentially not actually be doing those things. Yeah. Or it could be, like I said, it could be five minutes of 24 hours. Social media is a photo album, right? It's snippets. It is yeah. not 24-7. It is not a full reality. And so even if people are being honest, it's still a snippet. The upside of social media is it is full of some really cool things right now if you're looking to pass the time. Some seriously <laughs> cool things. Like like I was talking yeah. about my kids being on screens, but a lot of the time we've been doing like the San Diego Zoo Tour and like all these yes. really cool links that, that you can yeah. go to. My kids fell sure. in love with Yellowstone Park. So I was like showing them videos of geysers and Morning Glory. Yeah. That, yeah. We've been doing online painting classes each day. And I know there's some really cool ones coming up. There is, you know, and, and that's one thing that I did take the time and I will actually tell you. I started on Thursday of last week when everyone was still in school compiling this list nice. of online resources of where I was going to get the information I wanted and not going overboard with the list either because I've seen so many people share these lists with 100 activities and 50 yeah. sites and here's this Google Doc that everyone's adding to it. I'm like, no, I need like yeah. five things. <laughs> yeah. And that is what I put in the post that I had. And my husband will tell you this is true. I had it done like the middle of last week and just kind of sat on it and was kind of like, you know what, we're going to need this. It's going to come. And when it did, you know, it was there and I shared it. And I'm going to tell you guys, I, I will go in from time to time and add one or two things mm-hmm. to that list. And I love everyone who is sending me all kinds of links to different things they found. But I need to spend time with my family. I'm not going to constantly be updating that because that doesn't help me. There are people that find that helpful. There are people that that's what they feel like they can do right now. And I've seen a bunch of new people start doing the stuff that I've been doing for five years. You know what? Honestly, that's hard. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've, I have had to step back a few times and be like, you know what? Nope. I got to do what I'm going to do. And there, there are, there's some fantastic resources on the link that's up on Pickle Planet and I will add to it from time to time. 
but I'm not going to do a massive list of all the things because it's constantly changing. I tried to even do a list for us for one day of all the live story readings and everything else we mm-hmm. could do. And I got tired of making that damn list. I'm going to go look for things when I need to look for them. And if you need to look for things, there's, you know, a good dozen of them. You can find on Pickle Planet. And then there's all kinds of crafts. There's all kinds of recipes. There's all kinds of other stuff. And so that I have been sharing about, you know, one link a day on my Facebook page because I do have people who are looking for that. They're looking for things that are not necessarily related to what's happening. They are just fun things that you can do to stay creative and active at home. So yeah, I'll continue to do that for a while, but I'm not going to spend a lot of my time trying to create new things when there's so much out there already, guys. There's, and that's exactly what the internet is for, right? It is what it is. Jenna and I have put it out to you there. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, know that we are too, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I think that's, that's safe to say that, that uh, we're all overwhelmed right now. Don't look for one source to make you not overwhelmed. Overlooking for things and activities to do for your kids is going to make you even more overwhelmed. So just roll with it. That's, that's, uh, that's my advice for today. Just roll with it. Yeah. Uh, that, that's where we're at. That's what we got to do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll probably do this again next week. This yeah. uh, distant video thing for folks to, uh, hey, to check in. So it's, it's adult time. It's, it's been quite nice. It has been, hasn't it? I only had one intruder through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I had one visitor just before we started recording. So yeah, yeah this, is, uh, this is pretty good. But I do know that, uh, yep, my husband's got a work meeting. He's got to get on the yeah. phone for So We got to get we going while the going is good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah but uh, for everyone listening and now watching and everyone else, thank you guys for tuning in and still listening and watching and reading if you guys have something that you want to step in if you want to like share snippets of what you're feeling like we would love yes to to share some of that we would love like your comments that we could read and share and let other people know what you think and if you want to do it like with a little anonymous thing or whatever like you know, send us some comments tell us what's on your mind what you want to hear us talk mm-hmm. about whether you want us just we're game i don't know like yeah. i don't know if i want to talk about this again next week do you know what i mean like i'm everybody's so sick of talking about it so no, I think if you've got a fun idea week. for next week, you let us know. Well, like at book club, what books have you been reading? What shows have you been watching? Like there's, there's so many things we can talk about. There's, I've been finding a lot more about some of the kids shows that are on uh, Netflix. So we can have some good discussions about the ones that I actually enjoy watching. Okay, perfect. Then keep up to date with that. We'll see you next, <laughs> next week. Yay. Yes. Bye. Bye. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.